Welcome to the City Confessions. I'm Marianne Yip, a native New Yorker, and I'm here to discuss all the thoughts that go through the minds of people living in New York City. Being that I live in the city that never sleeps, I come across people who are constantly in a rush. I would like to take a moment to sit down and talk about what's on their minds and what keeps them up at night. So sit back and let's get ready to dive into these confessions with people I know and people that I've never met. Welcome to the second season of the City Confessions. I'm so excited because I'm back recording and it feels so amazing. I've had a crazy two months and if you heard my last episode, then you'll know why. But it's not about me today. It's about Stephanie. Oh, quickly. (laughs) Just love your name. (laughs) So um, she's a friend and I also met her in the PR industry Stephanie O'Quigley is a PR beauty professional from Ireland, and she's currently living and working in New York City, and you guys will hear her lovely accent, so welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) You're actually the first guest to come to my apartment to record, and thank you for like you know, trooping it out in this crazy humidity. I know. It is is heavy humidity today. Is it like this in Ireland? Absolutely not. Never. No, No. like the humidity doesn't exist. (laughs) Um, No, it just doesn't, it doesn't get too hot, too cold. Mm -hmm. And then when it does get hot, it just doesn't have that humidity at all. So it's just nothing that I experienced before. Yeah. So. But you've been here for two, three years, three years, nearly three years now. So So you still get like shocked about. Yeah. Yeah. I actually prefer the colder seasons now, even though they can get very cold Mm -hmm. in New York, but I just, the humidity just kills me. It kills me. I know. I feel the same exact way. And I think, um, but summer is so much fun in New York. Like I'll sack, you know what I mean? It's like compromise, like fine, I'll take the crazy weather because it's so much fun and it's so... I don't know, like, I feel the city comes to life. It does. And there's so much options of things that you can do. And, like, you feel like everything just feels a little bit more light and people are in a better mood because the weather is so good. So, yeah. yeah. I'm not not complaining. Right. (laughs) I'm not cut out for the Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I might have taken it over here today. (laughs) Which is totally fine. The trains can be actually the worst. Like, when you get in, it's like smelly people and everybody's in your space and it's so hot I hate that feeling yeah but they do have AC down there yeah but then on the train on the the worst part is that once you get out it's like hot again dead yeah dead heat it's like I don't even know I know anyways forget about that I know (laughs) okay let's dive into the city confessions um I want to begin by first having you introduce yourself and just tell the audience your background your kind of upbringing and how did you find New York City and why are you living here? How are you living here? Give me the whole, the whole lowdown. The whole spiel. Yes. (laughs) Um, Well, I, God, I was born in Dublin um, and I went into education in Dublin um, really not knowing what I wanted to do. I always kind of had, I liked brands, I liked branding, but um, I also liked music. So I really didn't know what I wanted to do, but I took a year. So in Ireland, education is pretty, I say free because compared to the US, it's kind of free. So you pay, I think it's a fee of like an admin fee. 
of like a thousand dollars a year or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and that's amazing. Yeah, and America needs to get on that because <laughs> my tuition one year I think it was like sixty k. Yeah, which is is just crazy. It's baffling. But I have an I don't have an American passport that you do. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it kind of not. Not that college is easier, that it's taken for granted, but a lot of people go to college. It's very common. Um, so I went to college um, and luckily for me, my course was four years as opposed to the standard kind of three years. A lot of people, oh, you know, three get a, years? a bachelor in three years. Yeah, oh, typically. Okay. Um, so over here it's four. It's four. Yeah. So my degree was four years, um, which I always say to myself, like I bought myself four years because I had no clue of what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and the... The degree was in marketing and advertising communications and that meant a whole umbrella that was kind of an umbrella term for like um, radio production tv production event management PR, everything so I kind of got to dabble in a lot of different things but that said if I had really wanted to go into radio production I would have had to go on and really specify in that area so it was very broad degree Um, loved it loved being in college it was pretty easy pretty handy and um before I could kind of even finish my final year college exams, I was midway through them and I met, I was doing beauty blogging at the time. So I was reviewing beauty products. And Wait, so tell me about that really quick. So <laughs> you started your blog when you were in college, college. Yeah. and it was just because you had a love for beauty and you, what, like, did you write about reviews or like what was the premise yeah. for it? I, I don't want to say my beauty, my blog didn't start on the love for beauty products okay. at all. Um, even though I've six years working in the beauty industry, it just never was that way. I was never grown up trying to put on lipstick. God. You know, I like, I wasn't that girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always wanted to be a magazine editor and I always wanted to write a magazine and I would make a scrapbook of magazines. Oh, you're so cute. And like, and cut out pieces of, of different other magazines and make my own and like write <laughs> articles. I would literally write articles and stick them on the oh paper and everything. God, you're so cute. Um, so I loved that. And that was like when I was very, very young. Um, and I always had a journal. I always mm-hmm. uh, wrote down a lot of things. Um, so when I was in college, me and one of my friends who was also in the same uh, kind of degree, we started a, a kind of a magazine style blog, which um, was like celebrity news, like anything you would see in a magazine at the time. But it was just, it was like, it was so broad. And then we were like, we're not into this. Like, you know, we had, we were in college, like we couldn't keep up with like to be a, pretend to be a magazine. So it kind of just started to flow in with our lifestyle. And we kind of do, it started to do more lifestyle things and more fashion and beauty and just anything we were interested in. And then eventually she decided that it wasn't for her. And she just said, look, I'm go- we're going to like part our separate ways. And she basically just gave the blog to me, which now I just can't even believe that like it was ever not mine. Like it's so much part of who I am. Like I've been doing it for seven years. So I started that. We started that in 2012 um, while I was still in college. And um, as I said, we were doing beauty reviews um, and I got sent this uh, self tanning product <gasps> Your first PR package? Um, or, it probably was yeah. one of the first PR pack, and I was like, one day, imagine, um, they like I would get paid to like write reviews. <laughs> God <laughs> the <love dream>. me. <laughs> um, but I was just at the ha- happy at the time to like be reviewing beauty products, so I got this self tanner in in the post, and uh, 
I like used it, whatever, wrote it like a lovely uh, review on it and like genuinely really liked it. And the woman who owned the company was Irish and she invited me to go for lunch to launch her second product. Oh and I was God, like, oh my God, so yeah. I'm going for lunch with this lady. Like, Wait, and then when she discovered, I guess when she sent you the product, was it yeah. just like she stumbled across your blog or did you, like how did she even like get your address? You know what I mean? Like so, that type so her she, at the time she was working with her best friend, so that it was just the okay, two of them. So you, okay. They had launched this uh, fake tanning uh, brand, and um, Ireland is a very small pond, you okay, know. So like yeah. at the time, beauty reviews were like just like so important, and mm. even if you had a thousand, which I did at the time, probably didn't even have a thousand followers, mm. but you were still so influential because there were so few wow. people even reviewing pr- products, especially Irish products. Mm-hmm. And um, you kind of help build their reputation at the time. So, so to her, all these reviews were very important and very. She took them very seriously. Yeah. You know, you didn't have to have like thousands and thousands of people watching your blog. Like, she, it was very important for her to have local people writing things about her product. So we went for lunch with her, and uh, she had launched her second product. She was telling us about it. You know, it was great. It was exciting. Thought it was like the, the best <laughs> thing to happen to me. And then if, like a week or two later, I was still, I had told her there, I was like, I'm doing my final year college, college exams in uh, marketing. And um, I, she said, she, a week or two later, she emailed, her best friend emailed me and said, would you like to be an intern? Come and do an internship when you're finished your uh, college. Mm-hmm. And I was like, absolutely. Like, was it paid? 100%. Yeah, it was paid oh, okay. internship. And I was like, 100%, like didn't even really know much about her or mm-hmm. like anything about a brand or marketing or anything but I was just happy to get an internship um so she interviewed she I came up for an interview and she said can you start tomorrow mm-hmm. and I said well I have an exam tomorrow for like my fourth year and um I and she said okay well can you start on Thursday or whatever day it was like uh, the day after I finished my exams and I said yeah so I started the internship the day after I finished my co- final year college exams and um, within about three months, I was marketing manager of the brand. That's insane. But I yeah. guess the benefit of that is like when you're thrown into something so quickly, you kind of just like figure it out. And it's, you don't even have that, um, how do I say it, that cushion of like being comfortable or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. once you are thrown into that, you just got to like go with the You flow. just got to, yeah, yeah, you because, have to just swim. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So it was... It was a great start and a start I'll always be, you know, so grateful for. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it was kind of one of those things, right place, right time. But also I feel like a lot of it was to do with me putting myself out there with the blog and starting that very young and, you know, all those. I think it all adds up. It all works you know? out. Yes. Yeah. So then tell me about New York City. Because <laughs> honestly, that was not. That's That was yeah. my little <laughs> That's how I started. I mean, so yeah. I got into beauty very early and I... The, re- the reason, I suppose, what really helped push me to come to New York, it was always a dream. So I was creating these magazines on the floor of my of my bedroom. And I was obviously dreaming about, you know, what you would see on TV from magazines. And it's like New York City and like the big cities mm-hmm. like L.A., New York City, watching the Kardashians, like all this, like just I was just so enamored by America, always so enamored by America. When was the all- first time you came? First time I came was probably Florida like to Disneyland I was probably about 14 okay yeah maybe what about New York though specifically New York I was probably oh my best friend at the time was born in Brooklyn 
where we are now. (laughs) Um, And so she, when I was 16, we stayed here for um, a few weeks during the summer. And that was like, I'll never forget walking. (laughs) I'll never forget. She had been here like every summer when she was, since she was a kid, she like grew up in Ireland, but she would come back here every summer. And so she brought me back with her to stay with her dad. And like, I remember one day we went to get the subway into Manhattan from Brooklyn Mm -hmm. and it was, we were getting off at the Times Square stop. I'm still like, emotional about it because it's so it was so important to me and I remember saying oh my god I'm at the Times Square stop and when I go up these stairs from the subway I'm going to see Times Square oh my god and I was like holding my breath and it was just like another world yeah another world and then I visited frequently after that with my family or you know for whatever reason um and I just always knew I always knew before I even walked up the steps I always knew it was always New York mm-hmm. and it was never LA. It was never Canada or London or anything. It was always going to be New York. Um, and I knew I wasn't going to sell until yeah. I got here. So then tell me about like, how did you find like the job and all that? Because I know as a, like, I don't want to say foreigner, but basically it's really hard because you need to get a visa you need to get sponsorship and all that. Yeah. So did you seek out a job here or like, how did that even happen? Um, yeah. So I, when I worked for the tanning brand for four years, um, I, you know, it was, it just grew into this crazy, like we were selling three bottles of the fake tan every minute across the world. Oh my God. Yeah. It was just bananas. Like it grew. Wow. So, so, and you were there from the very beginning. So I was there That's from the get, like insane. when I was a kid and, and, um, you know, grew up with, I, it was, it, I grew up with it. Like it was oh, just wow. so emotionally part of who I was yeah. and still is. Um, and so, from there, it was like, I kind of, I suppose, working to that extent in Ireland as a country is very, it's a high level for such a young age. So like the next step, it kind of pushed me to the next step to be New York. Like I couldn't really go anywhere else right. in Ireland. You kind because, of like reached your, your yeah, highest. Yeah, like, like I was work, like, this yeah. is my dream job. And like, I'm already done it. Like, I don't know what else to do. And obviously I wanted to move here. So I was like, right. But the job, um, the way it works with the visa is that you have probably two maximum three options as an Irish resident of a visa that could be an option for to move to the US so you could have if you have a degree and you're only one year out of college you can get a a visa that way and you can get it as a graduate whereas I was out of college four or five years Um, or if you have very special uh, talent in a very niche area you can get a visa that way or if you just put your name in a draw in a hat, it's like you just get picked out in a raffle and you get Are like you a serious? green card or yeah. Wait, that's so I didn't know this. Yeah, but you you have to pay all the visa fees and like thousands and thousands of dollars to get even to that point to apply. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get it, you don't get any money back. Wow. So it's a huge it's gamble. Get, yeah. So you have to be very serious about it. But for me, what was available to me was a um a trainee visa, which was 18 months, which is okay. not a lot of time. But you can renew that after the 18? No, you can't. So you just go for 18 months and then that's it. Oh my God. So what you you have to do is you have to find the job when you're in Ireland. And then when they hire you, then you have to apply for the visa. And then you have to, basically you have to get the job first. It's like, how can you get somebody to hire you and say, yeah, I'm going to hire you. And I'm like, thanks for the job. And now I'm going to apply for this visa and see if I get it. So it's very, very hard to do. And I don't know how I did it but I did it um and then obviously was delighted when it happened and just sold everything that I owned quit my job and said goodbye to my friends and my family and moved here literally by myself 
That's crazy. And that's the thing about just like this podcast. Like I meet so many people and a lot of them, I don't want to say like maybe half of them are in like New Yorkers, like New York residents or even from the States. And I hear these stories like, yeah, I just packed up my bags or people that I met, you know, naturally they'll say like, I booked a one-way ticket. I didn't have a job. And it's so admirable. And we were talking about this previously a little bit, just like, not that I take it for granted, but I don't know how people do it. But it just, it just yeah. goes to show how powerful New York is. It is, The yeah. fact that it can, like, draw these people and, like, there's a sense of, um, like, not, there's, there isn't a sense of security and people are still like, it's okay. Like, I'm going to take that risk. Yeah, there's no sense of security at all. Because then with the whole visa thing, your job is tied to your visa. So if the job doesn't work out, you have to go home, you Holy know? Moly. So it's, and it's still this, the case today, yeah. even though I'm not, I'm on a different visa. Yeah. You know, it's still so the much case pressure. today. So much pressure. Yeah. And that, that's another conversation about, you know, people who are on visas. I feel personally, and I get asked a lot of this question, these questions on social media, is that you're, you have to really prove yourself more than oh, a U.S. citizen yeah. because you have to prove why you're worthy of the time it takes to get a visa, the money it takes to get a visa, all the, like the, the, it's implications for the company hiring you. They have mm-hmm. to really believe in you. So you for have to sure, really yeah. prove yourself. So you just have to keep like, you have to put up with a lot more to stay. Yeah. You know, you have to put, you have to be willing to put in more work yeah. to stay. So and right now, um, I don't want to be like the only reason, but like, is it be, like the only reason why you can stay is technically your job or, um, well, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, is that the, the deciding factor? Not necessarily. So my visa now, which, um, I'm on this one a year is based off of like my portfolio. And I say that with like inverted okay. commas. Because it's like an artist visa. So it means Got that like it. it's basically that portfolio that I built up while I was working. Okay, great. So it's not like necessarily tied straight with the company. No, it's okay. like they, they're like, they know that I'm like Got a reliable it. person and then I'm not going to like go on like, yeah. um, like I'm not going to quit my job and like expect the government to pay for like right. me, to me to live here. But I'll, I can, you know, pay taxes and everything else. Okay. But there always needs to be somebody on the visa. Like, you can't just, like, roam freely around New York. You know, you have to have some sort of structure. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, they protect themselves. Right, these people in the country, yeah, yeah. that they're going to pay taxes and all that and stuff. And all that, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just so not crazy. It's just not easy. I was just not aware of, like, all that just because, again, I didn't have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I, it's just one thing it's not as easy. It's just, yeah. it's so, so hard. So hard. Okay, so let's like um, tie it back to the city and just like do the basics before we get into like the serious matter. And just tell me about, I know what your first feeling was when you, you know, came Mm. to the steps of Times Square, but what is like your favorite part of the city? What is your least favorite? And just, was there any encounter aside from that first moment that was like, wow, this is New York City for you? Um, Do you, when you say favorite part of it do you mean like area or do you no mean thing? like thing okay my favorite thing um which is what everybody probably says is just like well no actually my favorite thing is the availability and the convenience of everything right so like just in Ireland where I grew up you don't have like 
Asian food, Colombian food, this food, that food. You don't have that because there's not enough people to yeah. even, there's not enough demand for that yeah. type of food. It's very just like potatoes and meat. Yeah. It's very just Shepherd's basic. Pie. Shepherd's pie, sausages, you know, every, yeah. everything like that. So it, that kind of thing just kind of brings the city alive and having the convenience of having groceries or wine delivered to your door or cookies delivered at 4 a.m. <laughs> or it's just, it's, it's, it's a world on its own. Yeah. And that's really what makes New York City such a world um, and addictive. Um, so I love that. And I love the energy that brings. You feel like you have the world at your fingertips. Like you feel like you wake up and you feel like you can do anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm, when I say anything, I mean, I, I go to work, but I can also get my hair done at 9 p.m. I can walk in and get like, you know, a full set of acrylics or I can mm-hmm. go to the gym at 11 p.m. Or, you know, meet my friends in like downtown or uptown and, you know, go to three parties tonight. Whereas at home, you have to get in the car, you have to drive, you know, it's like a big ordeal. You yeah. can only do one thing. <laughs> so, you know, you can you can just do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And it's like a playground. Um, That's so cool. Actually, yeah. I never heard anybody describe that. Yeah. But- I think that just is because... I, where I come from is so rural like there's like cows and sheep and like when I look out my window there's like cows you know and there's like grass but that's so cool to me yeah like I'm like <laughs> like I went to Iceland in January and I was like oh my god look at these horses and they're just roaming around the roads like you never find them here yeah it's like it's so crazy how like our perspectives are different based off of how we grew up mm-hmm. and what our like childhood was. Yeah. And it's so interesting just to meet people because then you're able to like see what their like what their lens are and you're like, wow, yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah. I know. It it, so it is cool. interesting. Sad. Do you have a least favorite part of the city though? Is there something you would change? Um just the oh my God. Like the rats and the mice and the yeah. cockroach, like the dirt yeah. of it. To me, I'm just like, oh my god! Like, where are they all living? They're surrounding us. I know. It freaks me out. Do you watch Stranger Things? No. Don't okay. tell me there's like a scene in there. Something. I mean, I just started episode one. I'm pretty sure by this by the time this launched, everybody has already watched it. If you're a fan, but there's definitely like a rat rat situation going on. oh my god oh my god and the mice and everything else yeah. yeah I feel like even for me growing up here it never gets like I'm not used to it but at the same time it's like okay that's just New York that's just New York like it would be yeah. weird if they didn't have it which is kind of weird for me to say but yeah that's like the reality yeah I mean like the smell the garbage and all that that's those are things that of course I personally would want to change as well but yeah it would it, I suppose if it was like super clean it might not yeah. be New York City that would be like <laughs> it comes with a bit Japan, of dirt like Tokyo yeah have you been there by the way no, it's oh. to me that's like Germany. Germany, you can like you know eat your food off the floor. It's so clean. Really? Yeah. But I've yeah. been to Germany. I've been. To, I went to Berlin. I yeah, I've been to Germany a lot. Um, I didn't find. I mean, that's an exaggeration, but I feel like I know, it's but very still, clean. really, yeah. Maybe because I went there in the winter and everything was just like covered in snow. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, suffering. Yeah. So, so, so I didn't really notice. Um, okay, so let's switch gears a little bit. And I want to ask you, what keeps you up at night? Obviously, this can be figuratively or literally. Um, and I don't know, maybe I don't want to put words in your mouth. It could be maybe your visa, you know what I mean? Mm. Like the pressure of that or just, I don't know. Um, yeah, so what keeps you up at night? <sighs> Everything. So just like concerns or anything that you're kind of, it's been on your mind or? 
Um, well, I will say before I answer it is that when I was in Ireland and I, you know, was living in Ireland, um, I had serious insomnia, like not insomnia, but like serious problems sleeping. So I would stay up for hours thinking and worrying and stressed and everything else. And I was living a life that right now, like in comparison to my life now, was really quiet, like a quiet life. So you think um, it was connected with anxiety, like, or was it just? Yeah, it was anxiety, but it was also now I only realized that when I came to New York, my my sleeping problems went away. And my mom always, she always laughs at me. She's like, how have you gone yeah. to the most stressful, busiest city in the whole world and you have no anxiety? I'm like, I well, I guess also, sorry to cut you <laughs> off. Maybe it's my anxiety. It's the fact that you do so much. Because when you're like literally yeah. running around in your brain, you know what I mean? You wake up at whatever the crack of dawn and you're doing all this stuff like you just have mentioned that you yeah. can do so much. I feel like you are completely exhausted by yeah. the time you get home. I think that my anxiety before I moved to New York was a wanting to move to New York so bad because I Got wanted it. it for so so mm -hmm. long and I was in the process for probably over a year. So that's like a very intense process to be in. Mm -hmm. So it was the anxiety of not wanting to be where I was and wanting to be here so bad. But also I wasn't being stimulated heavily enough for what I needed. I hear that a lot though about other places. Yeah. yeah. And like I didn't I didn't realize it then because that was the norm to mm -hmm. me. And now that I come here, I get up at 5 a.m. I go to the gym. Like I do so much. Mm -hmm. And so by the time I get to bed, honestly, like I can't really think that much right. more. Like I'm usually dead. Yeah. Um, so there's not a lot that keeps me up at night, um, which I've never thought I would ever say because I've you know been years of not sleeping very well mm -hmm. but I suppose just um you know when you move here you're always thinking am I doing the right thing you know I'm only 27 and um you know I feel like I'm missing out a lot at home and uh for me in the grand scheme of things without getting too philosophical but like love is really the answer for everything and if I'm away from the people that I love the most like that seems kind of weird yeah. but also like you know I, I I want to be here right now so that's yeah. kind of like always kind of yeah. a heavy weight on me and you don't have to talk about it but obviously I follow you on social media <laughs> so I know that your mom visited mm -hmm. like not too long ago and you got really emotional about that like yeah. do you think just like do you ever get home I mean you kind of mentioned that yes you do get homesick a little but like what is like your motivation or what keeps you going knowing that your family, you know, is back at home and like, I, you must be so close to your mom. Yeah. And all that. Yeah. I, I don't like, I'm home. I'm not really homesick. Like oh, okay. for me, homesick is like when you want to be at home, like mm -hmm. I don't want to be okay. at home. You and just even, miss your family, which is obviously normal. Yeah, yeah. I miss them. I miss obviously things about life at home. But I, if you said to me now, do you want to move and be at home? Absolutely not. Like mm -hmm. I know the weight of, of my decision is more, I want to be in New York. Um, and that's really what keeps me going. But also I suppose the fact that my family are so good to me, that they're so supportive and that they're, they can, I can go home in the blink of an eye and they can come here in the blink of an eye. Like if I said, mom, I need you to fly out tomorrow, she would be gone. Cause like they both have kind of flexible jobs and like they both work for themselves. So like, it's very, like, I know that they can be out here in the morning and that's very reassuring. You know, it's not really over restricted. So um, I think just them being so supportive and kind of knowing, I suppose, that I have a, a safety net back there um, that I can You're rely really lucky on. Then, oh, because so a lot of people don't have that. Yeah. Or like going back to when they just come just literally by themselves. Yeah. 
they're literally alone. Yeah. You know? So it's yeah. like so amazing that you have such a great support system back at home. Oh, and yeah. you're able to still live your life and blossom and like, I grow know. in New York. Yeah. You know? And I think because New York has been so tough for me, you know, with uh, like I've had a lot of um, bumps in the road over here. It's kind of made me more um, emotionally attached to my experience here and made it be more of a value like valuable to me as a like for growing that I'm kind of like this is important like this has helped me grow so far and like it's it's actually meant something it's not mm-hmm. just like oh, I moved to New York and it was cool it's like, like a phase right? yeah it's, it's more like, than that it, it's been it's it's really shaped me for sure like it's really really shaped me um and it would it's shaped me in ways that like would never have happened if I had I lived at home mm-hmm. so it's kind of made me realize how important New York City has been I love hearing that. It makes me like so appreciative of my city. As I know well. you're like one of the only like New Yorkers, like I native know. that I'm friends with. I'm a unicorn. <laughs> okay, so I also want to dive to the confession part of the podcast because that's like the soul of it. And I always preface this because it's a new season. I feel like people forget, but you, it's just a, obviously a safe environment and you can disclose anything you want but I always ask people like what is your confession because I think everybody has a little secret that is just like waiting to be you know revealed um (laughs) and it can be again silly or not it can be something secretive or like emotional the floor is yours um but if you were to complete the sentence of like my confession is what would that be um I don't know. Um, I suppose, like, is is it kind of something that you kind of carry around with yourself? Yeah. Um, my confession is that I put serious pressure on myself, like unbelievable pressure on myself to do well and to do things that I want to do. Um, it's that's what's going on in my head all the time Mm -hmm. it's just like get to the next thing do the next thing do this right do more of this go to the gym more be a better person you know do this do that it's like constant just like doing better better Mm -hmm. better 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 like all the time um so do you ever like not feel like what you're doing is enough yeah all the time yeah yeah all the time all the time so it's just it's got it's from the minute I wake up it's like how can I make my day like how can I do 110% today whether I'm on a day off as in like Saturday Sundays like working on my own side hustle whatever Mm -hmm. they like to call it these days or if I'm going into my job and how can I maximize the most of my time and that's why I get up at 5 a.m and I go to the gym and I you know I mm-hmm. go into work and I do the most that I can and it's just constantly doing the most. <laughs> well, since you're always go, 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 do you ever relax? I mean, do you ever literally just like stay home and watch Netflix? <laughs> um, it's, it's funny. I have um, a new roommate who is from Ireland. And oh, wow. It's the first time I've lived with an Irish person over here. Uh-huh. I've lived with a lot of different people. Um, so she kind of knows the culture and she's from Dublin as well. So she kind of knows a little bit more close to home. She knows the company I used to work for, you know, so it's a lot of like, um, it's very, like, we're very familiar with kind of each other, like our, our, our upbringings, um, automatically, like without kind of really even knowing each other. Um, and she was in, moved in with me within like four or five days. She was like, are you okay? I was like, what do you mean? She was like, you don't? 
eat or sleep or do what like she's like you're never here you don't like she was like you need to like relax yeah and I didn't realize that I was just like living a normal life like I was gone at 5 a.m I wasn't home till 10 p.m and I was doing that day in day out day in day out um and I've lived with four five six people six different people in the last two and a half years which is a lot of people Mm -hmm. um and every single person I've lived with I've gotten up before them and I've come in later than they have come in. And every single person is like, you need to relax. Like, you know, as in like, yeah. you're, you do so much. And I, I don't realize it. Like, I don't try to be Seven like... Seven days a week? I mean, pretty much. Um, I don't ever, you know, with social media and blogging and doing all that stuff, I feel like there's never a day off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would, I have, I've been blogging for seven years, my like even though it's a small micro blog I've been doing it for seven years and um I don't think I've taken I don't think I've I've ever said I'm not gonna post on social media today you know you're insane (laughs) even if it's like one thing or editing a photo or um organizing photos or writing a blog post now you're making me feel like I'm not doing enough yeah but you're clearly doing enough (laughs) well the thing for me is that at least for this year or within the last year, I've realized I really try to prioritize my sanity, mm. my mental health and self-care just because I was always go, go, go. And I felt like I wasn't really present mm. because I do social media full time. It's like I'm always online. Like you said, editing a photo, scrolling, because technically that's like work as that's part of my job exactly, to yeah. engage and all that. Yeah, But it got to the point where I was like, taking myself like outside of my own body and being like is this how you want to live your life yeah you know what I mean yes it's my job but it's like about how to how to balance and how to kind of change the way I'm working to like have a better work-life balance yeah and I'm sure that's a struggle for you working for yourself working by yourself um and the way I see it is like, I have a full-time job. I work like 50, 60 hours a week. Mm-hmm. And then I do my like blogging on the side. Yeah. And it's like, I try and fit that in, in the mornings in the evenings and on the weekends. So for me, there's anytime I'm not in the office, it should be mm-hmm. for me, it's automatically like straight away into social media, into my blog, into mm-hmm. doing my podcast, into doing whatever it is. Um, and that's like, basically takes up all your time, right. you know? Yeah. It's very hard to switch it off. But as well, like, that's probably why I sleep so well at night. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so I just want to take a moment to acknowledge you because I think we've been friends. We met, obviously, through social media but because yeah. of your job and all that. But um, just the way this naturally happened, I felt like, you know, we connected online and all that. and And then... You kind of made me realize, okay, I got to get my, you know, together and like start my, start Wait. recording my second season. Oh, from like yeah, 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 the, just like this because okay. like we hadn't, we're, we're friends, but yeah. it's not like we were talking consistently, you yeah. know. Um, and I really appreciate you coming out of your way all the way from <laughs> my former hood, Lower East Side, <laughs> to come record this. And yeah, you're obviously I admire you for your hustle honestly I feel like I'm not doing enough like when you leave here I feel like I need to like (laughs) schedule in my work now I'm like what am I doing watch I'll go home and watch Netflix now (laughs) I'll watch Stranger Things (laughs) you need to honestly schedule some downtime for yourself because I think like 
you need to do something that's like mindless. Well, for me, it's running. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I ran like six miles after work last night. Like I was so tired and like, I was like, I'm going home. I don't Mm -hmm. like, like it's Friday. Like I'm tired. But I went into the gym and I just like, my mind just literally goes out of my body. And then I get, and then I start to cry. (laughs) Cause like, I just get so. Endorphins. Yes. I love it. (laughs) Me too. I love it. I know. I love sweating. It's gross, but I love it. Yeah. So that's for me, running is just mindless. And I know that it's not the best form of exercise. I should be doing weights. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. No, it's whatever works for you. But I love it. Don't listen to, yeah. So. That's great. Yeah. Okay, so if you could thank New York City for one thing. Thank it? Yes. What would it be? Huh. Um, I would just thank it for, like, like everything for the last, like, three years. Yeah. Like, for all the shit and, that I've had to put up with and for being so... I, I, I would have to thank New York City for being the hardest place to live in in the world like it has to be mm-hmm. it's so it's so it's so cheesy but it's so true if like yeah. new york is either going to make you or break you 100 you know, for sure yeah. and for me it just fucking no you can curse oh. <laughs> <laughs> my face just dropped. i know i'm surprised it's the first curse you're like oh my god i'm like girl it's fine <laughs> New York like broke me to pieces, like broke me to just pieces and just threw them in my face. And I just made whatever but I could. But you're still here, girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's really, I have to thank New York for that. Yeah. You know, and I'll always be grateful yeah. for, for this city. Okay. I have two more questions. Okay. And I promise we'll be, this will be over. <laughs> um, what is the one thing you love about yourself? About myself? Yeah. Um, I love that I have a very strong integrity. Um, and I have my, if I say I'm going to do something, I go and do it. And, um, yeah, that's, that's it. It's the essence of everything. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's amazing. Because I think some people, it's, it's really difficult for them to kind of look at themselves in a mirror and compliment themselves. But I love how you just like knew off the bat for me yeah yeah well, that's the most important thing yeah. for me and integrity is such integrity a yeah huge um powerful like values to have and that really sets you up for success to be honest yeah I don't know I mean sometimes you're kind of too honest or too truthful and I think people who are cute and smart they get their way sometimes in the short term but um if that's the game I don't want to play that game exactly and you need you to know. be authentic to yourself yeah and yeah so Integrity is the way to go, girl. <laughs> okay, and last but not least, let the audience know what are you currently up to. I know that you have a podcast as well. Oh my god, is this like a free plug? Yeah, <laughs> plug it away. Um, yeah, so I'm working. Obviously, do my nine to five or nine to nine or eight to nine uh, job and be leader in the day. Um, but I'm working on a podcast now, which is a lot about integrity. <laughs> um, it's um, just about people's stories, about how they, you know, overcame hardship or um, are chasing their dreams in some way. But I want to focus more on the hardships and um, the uh, tough times and how they kind of got through those um, mm-hmm. tough times. So working on that podcast, as you know, it's not a, not an easy, easy job. Do you know if it will be launched? Probably will be. If I don't, if, uh, yes, it probably should be launched by August. Okay. Sure. Yes. So if it is launched and... 99% sure it will be. Yeah. I'll link it below and Thank make sure you. to check it out. And it's called The, the wall. wall. Yes, The Wall. 
Yes. <laughs> and you're going to have me on? I'm going to have you on the wall. Thank yes. you. Yes. So it would be so cool, roles. actually. If I want to come this, back here to do it because yeah. your, your apartment is cooler than mine. Thanks. But if this launches, well, I was going to say we can, like, kind of collaborate in the sense where, like, my launches, your launches. But anyways, I'll leave all the details below. Yes, Because that might be, yeah. Well, that, need, that means I need to get my skates on yeah. and interview you. Yeah. You know, so I have it ready. Pre-recording struggles, guys. I know. I know. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was super natural and just like really organic and less, you know, interview style. And again, I'm getting back to a group of interviewing. So I hope this was okay. But again, thank you so much for coming. Thank you. And I hope you guys enjoyed it and stay tuned for the next episode. Okay. Bye.